presenting Orson Welles as the third man. The Lives of Harry Lyme. The fabulous stories of the immortal character, originally created in the story The Third Man, with zither music by Anton Carrot. This little story of frustrated love and violent death just happened to happen on the Côte d'Azur. It might have happened somewhere else, but no. This little strip of Italian and French coastline called the Riviera is where it all took place. The story begins at dawn. The lovely, tender, early dawn of a summer's day in 1946. At this period of my career, I was in the cigarette business, American cigarettes. My end of it was distribution, which in France was organized out of Marseille. That's where I was bound on this particular morning. I had a full truckload of the four leading brands disguised in cans of powdered milk. And I'd crossed the border, never mind how, but it was still dark. And by six o'clock, I'd passed through Monte Carlo. I think I was somewhere just outside of the pump, my saw. She was young, red-headed. She was standing behind a big limousine trying to push it, and she was wearing an evening dress. I slowed up. She seemed to be having trouble. Her car wasn't budging. She was a very beautiful girl. So I stopped. Got, got out of the truck. You see, she was frightened. Went over to the car she'd been trying to push. There was a man sitting inside. I could see he was wearing a dinner jacket. He had on black horn and glasses that needed balls. None of which would have been very interesting, except that he was also dead. Well, that's how it began. Stick around, I'll tell you how it ended. story, Murder on the Riviera. Well, I went back to my truck and turned it around. Don't ask me why, I'm just telling you what I did. I moved the truck up behind the car. She was still standing there on the road looking at me. Hey, you! You're stupid, aren't you? She didn't answer me. You must be stupid. Don't you know enough to take off the brake? All at once she understood, ran back up the road to the car, opened the door and released the brake. Before I knew it, the car was teetering over the edge of the road. Then, with a lurch, it slipped down the embankment. She just stood there. What are you going to do now? I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. You can't just stand there. The day's starting. People are waking up. There's going to be traffic. Come here. Suppose I give you a lift. You'd be a good girl if I do. Remember, I've got the gun. What's your name? Betty Ellen. People call me Ben. Well, I'll call you stupid. Come on, get in and close the door, stupid. That'll be on our way. Thank you. What's your name? Harry. Nora, I'm taking you. 
Nice. I live in Nice, ten kilometers away from here. We're going home. I had a room in Nice over a cafe, nothing very grand but convenient. I guess it was that evening dress that did it, but I found myself apologizing as I opened the door. This isn't your style, my lady. I'm sure you have put up with it for a while, you know, bachelor's quarters. Hey. Hello, Harry. Now, look here. What's all this? Oh, I didn't know you'd be back so soon. Oh, you didn't. Perhaps you'd better introduce us, Harry. Oh, this is Lily, Danny. Danny, this is Lily. I'm sorry, Harry. Don't look so upset. I know how you feel. How I feel? See, I could be up in Genoa for another couple of days, and by then I'd find some place to stay. Your woman downstairs let me in. Come on, go on. I right, get your things on. I'll go. Go? For where? It's a nice day. Go take a swim. I don't have a bathing suit. Here. What's that? Two thousand francs. Why are you giving it to me? Go out and find yourself a bathing suit. Goodbye. There's something I've got to explain. All right, start talking, but make it fast. Remember what I told you before. Make it good. Well, the first thing is, I've got to get to Paris. Well, if you think I'm going to drive you there in the truck... No, of course not. What am I supposed to do with that? It's the key to my room in the hotel. What about it? Uh, Well, I I can't spend the rest of my life in an evening dress, can I? Besides, I've got to have my passport. Uh, Try to get out of the country, then? Paris first, I told you. That's where the money is. Then we'll see. What do you mean, we? That's up to you. So I'm supposed to check you out of the hotel, is that it? Well, just put a few things in a bag. You know, things I can wear in the day. Oh, and remember the passport. It's in the drawer by the bed. Is that what you wanted to tell me? Why, yes. I thought maybe you were going to do some explaining. Explain? Yes, there was a body in that car. Didn't you notice? I don't think I did. I don't think he shot himself. Why not? Why shouldn't he? You know what I ought to do with you? I ought to turn you in right now. We've been gambling all night. He lost heavily. He was desperate. Stop pointing. You know what probation is. Probation? It's what you're on, stupid. You needed help. The idea was I'd give you a chance to explain things to me first instead of the cops. Well, you've had your chance. Give me a cigarette. Here, take these. I'll get some more. Harry, when you leave the hotel, you better go by the service entrance. And remember the plane tickets. Yeah, what? The plane tickets? For Paris. You'll have to buy them. Let's get back to cases now. Have to buy them. Let's get back to cases now. Have to buy them. Let's get back to cases now. Who was he? Who? The stiff. Who do you think I mean? The dead body. I don't know. Well, how did you happen to be in his car? Oh, he offered to take me. It was late, remember? It was done. We've been gambling in the casino all night. And you didn't know it? Well, I was just sitting next to him at the table. He staked me for a while, but he started losing himself and he wouldn't let me go. He said something about changing his life. How did he get you in his car? Oh, it was only in this home. Oh. We were both going the same way. Well, we aren't. We're going separate ways. First, I'll get you a bag and passport. Goodbye, stupid. My truck, packed full of smuggled cigarettes, was waiting in the street below. I couldn't leave it there in full daylight. I should have taken it on to Marseille, but I couldn't do that. And still go back to Monte Carlo to Danny's hotel. I went to the airport first, but this being holiday time in France, there wasn't any space. So then I drove over to the railway station and booked a seat on the blue train for Paris that night. When I came out of the station, I found Lily waiting in the truck. Hello, Harry. Oh, you should take my suggestion, Lily, and go swimming. I've got enough to... Are you living for good, Right now, I'm going to Monte Carlo. Where are you going? To Monte Carlo. I'm a liar. Why is that, Harry? I told somebody this morning I like girls. Well, you do. You like them too much. Lily was a nice kid, but she wasn't making life any easier for me that day. I tried to talk her out of tagging along with me, but it wasn't any use. 
Lily, will you please tell me just why you're taking this long ride to Monte Carlo? I was just going to ask you the same question. All right, I'll answer it, because somebody's in trouble. Oh, what did she do? You keep jumping to conclusions. Why are you so sure that she did something? I said she was in trouble. That's how you get into trouble, isn't it? By doing it. Well, not necessarily. Look at you. I am not in trouble, Harry. You want me to be. You lost your job. That's trouble enough. You didn't do anything. They just fired you. Well, I threw a gin that man and hit him with it. Glass and all? Glass and all. I guess that's doing something. I guess so. Hmm. Well, now what? You mean about me? Yeah. Well, it's not been working this chip. Can I try for something better? You've seen my eye, Harry. The dance of the sacred flame. Mm. Uh, yes. Lousy. Pretty lousy. Well, it isn't going to get very much better. If you're a dancer, I think you're a girl to be able to dance. Not with your equipment. You like me, Harry? You mean, do I like the way you look? Well, I like the way you look, but you're wasting your time, honey. Marriage or anything like that. I'm not the type. Oh, yes, you're the type. You're just not in the mood. What's wrong with that girl? Why are you hiding? If I tell you, I wonder, would you help? I'd help you. No, I guess not. No, you wouldn't help her. Well, why should I? And come to that, why should you? Well, I... I get a funny reaction when people are in trouble, Lily. I guess it's because I've been in so much trouble myself, but I never change. I have to help them first before I ask any questions. Besides, I don't like policemen. What have the police got to do Nothing. with it? Nothing. I was just talking. Look, if a bird flew in your window, what would you do? I'd be scared. Why? Because I'm superstitious. When a bird comes into the house, it means death. Okay, let's forget this. Are you superstitious about mice? What are you trying to say? I'm trying to explain a point of view. Now, tell me this. Have you ever let a mouse out of a trap? You mean mouse in an evening dress by Jack Sparrow? Uh, all right now, Lily, I'm leaving you here. Wait for me if you want to. This is the service entrance to hotel. What do you think? Well, they'd stop me at the front. Here, hold my coat. And just what do I do with it? Just hold it. Hold it and wait. I'm going to be an electrician or a plumber. I haven't decided which. In shirt sleeves, I've got a better chance of getting up to a hotel room without anyone stopping me. Yes, but... but you wanted to help, didn't you? Hotel. In my hurry, I forgot that in that coat I'd given Lily there was the gun. Not my gun, the one that fell out of the car of the dead man. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but then I don't know what I was thinking of that whole day. 407 was the number of the key. I went up there as quietly as I could, let myself in. In the drawer by the bed, I found Danny's passport. It identified her as Madame Danielle Savage. I put the passport in my pocket, opened up the smallest of her bags, and started hurriedly throwing some things into it. In the closet, I found a tailored suit. I picked up some shoes, thought it matched, threw the whole thing in the bag. I figured she'd need something in the dressing table, makeup, things like that. And that's when I noticed the leather folder, one of those things for photographs. It slipped to the floor and opened. I looked down at it. There were two pictures, each showing Danny and a man, the same man. In one pose, they were in ski togs, and in the other... In bathing suits, he was bald with heavy black horn-rimmed glasses, and I recognized him. He was the dead man from the car. At this moment, there's the sound of the key turning in the lock of the door. I jumped to my feet, dropping the toilet article, reached the door in a single leap, and turned the bolt. All right, open up again. I didn't answer that. There didn't seem to be much point in getting into conversation. I looked wildly around for some means of hiding or escape. Open up! You're only making trouble for yourself if you don't. Speak to the police!
moment, Orson Welles returns as Harry Lyme, the third man. Orson Welles, as Harry Lyme, the third man, continues today's story, Murder on the Riviera. Open up in there! This is the police! I rushed to the window. It was locked. I kicked it open. There was a balcony on the floor below. It was quite a drop. But in another minute, I knew they'd succeed in battering down the door, so I risked it and managed to drop safely enough on a narrow terrace. That jump had only been a matter of some 12 or 15 feet, but there's four stories between the balcony and the street. My idea was to try climbing into one of the other rooms and getting out that way. I pushed my hand in and turned to catch inside that this, a very fierce-looking old dowager in corsets appeared and scared me away, and I ran to the next window, and that was open. I jumped into the room where a very pretty girl without very much on. I'm sorry to say I never saw again in my life was giving herself a pedicure. She looked startled, but I didn't pause for explanations. I rushed to the door of her room and bolted out into the hall. Then she started to scream. Help! Murder! Police! Police! I started toward the stairway, but I could see some police and an assorted gaggle of bellhops and porters converging on my floor from above and below, so I turned on my heels and raced down the hall, trying the doors to various rooms. Finally, I found one that wasn't locked and let myself in, slamming the door and holding it behind me. I picked up the phone. Hello. Mayor Bessies? Does Patrice happen to be there? Well, we'll put him on the phone. Yes, to get my friend who happened to be a croupier in the casino. He used to hang out at this restaurant that I called to bring me a change of clothes over to the hotel room. If I could look enough like a tourist going down to the beach, maybe I could get out past the cops. Well, Patrice, the croupier, was a real friend. He arrived with sunglasses, a jersey pullover, a beach robe, and a low-comedy blue canvas hat. And in that outfit, I managed to ride down in the elevator without attracting overmuch attention. The side of the hotel, however, I found a gang of cops gathered by my truck. They were unloading the cans of powdered milk and prying them open. So that was goodbye to the truck, goodbye to a very expensive shipment of smuggled cigarettes, and maybe also goodbye to Harry Lyme. As casually as possible, I strolled around to the front and ordered a cab. Lily was nowhere in sight. That was something to be grateful for. Forty minutes later, I was back home in the snob, I can assure you, in a very cheerful frame of mind. For one thing, the door of my room was locked. And for another, my croupier friend, Patrice, had told me that some sportsman, spearing underwater for fish, had come on the car. The bald man had been found and identified. His name was Victor Savage. Yes? Okay, stupid, let me in. Oh, who's you? Better let me in, Mrs. Savage. Oh. Not much of a welcome. Hey. Hey. Thank you, Harry, that was nice. What are you dressed like that for? Well, I, uh... What have you been doing all this time? 
What have I to do? Well, nothing much. Hey, much. where's my bed? Oh, I forgot it. You what? Well, you might say I was occupied. It sort of slipped my mind. But all I've got is that evening dress. I can't stay here forever. Honey, you're not going to. But Harry. Yes. Don't you realize I'm a fugitive from justice? That makes two of us stupid. The only difference is if they catch me, I'll have to serve some time. What for? Breaking and entering, for one thing. Aiding and abetting a murder is burglary and impersonating a tourist. Oh, you joke. Besides, why would it be you that's in jail and not me? This is France. You're a good-looking dame, and that's useful anyway. What are you talking about? Just this, stupid. If you make that shooting of yours look just a little bit like a crime of passion, you've maybe got a chance. But you better start telling the truth just to get into the habit. I just thought of something. Congratulations. When you were knocking on the door. Yes. What was it you called me? What do you think I called you? Well, I don't know. I guess I was dreaming. I called you by your married name, Mrs. Savage. Well, that means you found my passport. Yes. Some people went swimming today and found your husband, too. Yes, Victor Savage Esquire. He was wearing a black tie and very little hair, and he was sitting in a 1939 Humber Snipe, black with blue trimmings, about 30 feet underwater. And I warn you, Mrs. Savage, that anything you say will be used against you. I don't like your joke. I don't like it much either. Want to make up some of your own? Oh, did you forget something else besides my I don't have any cigarettes. Wait a minute. I know something else you forgot. You had it in the pocket of your coat. The gun. Pretty little thing, too. Still, by now, I should think you'd be tired of playing with it. Listen, stupid. Savage's body is identified. Your Mrs. Savage and half the casino must have seen you two driving off together. Forget about the fingerprints and get to work dreaming up that other woman. What other woman? The one he was cheating you with. When you found out about it, everything went red, remember? And before you knew it, you'd pull the trigger. That isn't what happened at all. Okay, okay. Tell it your own way. Well, you see... Don't try it on me, stupid. Where do they catch you? I've had all I can take. Hey. Yes? Uh, Nothing, I guess, but... What are you doing? I'm changing my clothes, stupid. The tuxedo I borrowed from downstairs. But why? Why get dressed up for the evening? I don't know what's worse, your questions or your answers. Listen, stupid, have you forgotten all you've got to travel in is an evening dress? I've got to get you from here to the station. This is summer. It'll still be light. But with me in the tuxedo, you stand a better chance of not being noticed. Maybe they'll think we're going to a ball. And what happens when I get to Paris in the morning? Well, you've got money in Paris, remember? Harry. What is it now? I don't really have any money there, Harry. I, I, I just said that. Well, I'm not this far. Okay, how much can you get by with? How much? Now, I know you're stupid. Money, of course. How much money? But I've got money. Yeah? Well, certainly. I've got 15 million francs. What? Well, right here in my bag. It's what he wants. Your husband? My ex-husband. You didn't mention a divorce. You didn't ask. Then what were the two of you doing in Monte Carlo together? We just happened to meet at the casino, and then he started to win. Go on. He wouldn't let me go because he was afraid it might change his luck. You know how gamblers are. So then you changed his luck for him. Well, no, I didn't say it all. Okay, stupid. Okay, keep your distance. I don't think I like you. We'll go into that later. When did your husband start to lose? Well, he didn't. He just went on winning. He didn't lose at all. I just said that. Why? Why? For goodness sake, did you lie about that? Because of the money. The 15 million francs. The child's I told you to keep your distance. And I told you I didn't. Tell me more about the money. Don't be so mercy. I'd rather talk about the money, the 15 million francs, remember? That's quite a lot, isn't it? I guess it was enough. Well, you see, now that Victor and I were getting divorced, I thought they might decide it wasn't mine. Well, you know, when they found it. Listen, you sexy little monster. It's just 15 minutes to train time. 
You're not going to get by, you know. The only reason I'm doing this is because I'm just a little bit cracked. You're not anything you say. I'm the kind of fellow who refuses jury duty in a murder trial and lets mice out of traps. You're going to get it, stupid. They'll catch you. This isn't going to be me that turns you in. By the way, where's the gun? Lily has it. Lily? You met her this morning. You're going to get it back with your pocket. Get right out of the job. She's broke. She's pretty. She'll get one. What do you want with the gun? I thought I'd throw it in the Mediterranean, stupid. Guns can be traced, you know. Well, it wasn't my gun, Harry. It was his. He kept it in the glove compartment. So you took it out of the glove compartment and shot him dead with it, just like that, hmm? No, Harry, not just like that. Not like that at all. Do you honestly think it happened? Why, Harry, what reason would I have? Fifteen million francs is a pretty good reason, honey. You didn't feel like giving it to you, is that it? So you settled the argument with a couple of bullets. Harry! Well... If that's what you really think, I guess there isn't any point in our talking about it anymore. No, honey, I guess it's take your money and let's get out of it. I got her to the station, okay, and into a compartment. She told me she was hungry in a couple of minutes to spare, so I went across the way to get her something to eat. On the way back, I found Lily waiting on the platform. What are you doing here? When you're off. I'm not going anywhere. Hey, I just thought, give me back that gun, you don't need it. I don't need it. I don't even want it. But neither do you, and you're better off without it. Come on, give. Harry. Yes? Why are you going back to her now? Potentially for a moment. Got a ticket. Is that all? No, I'm not sure. I just wish... What? Well, I wish I had a better idea of what she's really like. Shall I tell you? No. You wouldn't believe me. Here's the gang. You decide to go to Paris, Harry. Send me a postcard. Why, uh, Harry! Hello. I thought I'd seen the last of you. You're going to, honey, in another 20 seconds. Here, it's a little deep stew in the restaurant across the way. There's some wine. Oh, you're an angel. Oh, stop it. Stop what? Make it with the big blue eyes. Tell me what happened in that car. Or don't. That's up to you, but quit the kidding. What's the use? You won't believe me. Nobody seems to think I'll believe them. Why don't you try? Well, what really happened is this. He owed me the money, and I tried to get it away from him. You know, it was really mine, you see, mine by rights. Yes. Then we started struggling, and before I knew it, I... Look! Look! There, out of the window. I turned platform outside and see a crowd of police. I recognize someone who had a cop who found my truck full of cigarettes. They must have followed So you did it. After all, you told no, the police. No, no, Danny, I didn't. I didn't tell anybody. I swear I didn't. Hey, what are you doing? I thought I saw the gun in your pocket. Give it back to me. Don't be a fool. Give me that gun. They're not coming after yes, you. Yes, they are. You told them you trapped me. Danny! <laughs> the next minute, the compartment was swarming with cops. They grabbed her and got the gun away from her. That didn't do me much good. I had a nasty wound in the shoulder. Take the woman away. Lying, you are under arrest. But first, we'll get to a doctor. Well, Dan, at least. I know now that your last story was What story? What did she tell you? She tried to hold up Savage with a gun. Grabbed for it, she pulled the trigger. Reflex action. Reflex I couldn't help it, Harry. I just couldn't. I, I saw the gun sticking out of your pocket. Come on, take her out. And give this man air. It's wounded. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye, sir. No, no, let me through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this? There's another girl. What's she doing here? Harry! Send that girl away! No use, officer. I've tried, but I guess I'm stuck with her. Harry! Speak to me! Hurry! I won't be using my room for a while. I'll be taking me to a hospital and after that to jail. You can move in, Lily, if you want to. Lily? Lily who? Oh, just Lily. She's a nice girl, officer. But she's stupid.
Crime returns in just a moment. And now, Harry Lawrence. So, here I am, in the hospital. But the doctor says I'll soon be up and around. Maybe around is the wrong word. The up part is more accurate. Up on a charge of cigarette smoke. Well, I guess that's all for now. Uh, by the way, don't let this sad little tale of frustrated love and violent death keep you from taking a holiday on the Riviera. Murders don't happen here any more often than anywhere else. And generally speaking, in this part of the world, love doesn't get frustrated. Just keep your powder dry and look out for that moon. It's loaded. So long now.